0: The picture of the sheep and the goats. Challenging, isn't it? And I say picture deliberately because this one isn't really a parable. It's a simile. This is not a creative story. This is an instruction on what will actually happen. When Jesus returns, there will be a judgment. And some will go to eternal life, and some, sadly, will not. The picture begins. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right. And the goats on his left. Notice that this is a universal judgment depicted here. Not just Israel, not just the disciples, but all nations. All people will be judged on the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this imagery of the sheep and the goats is helpful for us to think about that. Back then in Israel, sheep and goats were herded together. This is actually a picture from Israel. But whilst in Britain our sheep are often white and fluffy and easily distinguishable from goats, in Israel they are not. In Israel, sheep are often brown, much leaner, and with similar (coughs) horns. In some cases, the only way to discern the difference between a sheep and a goat is by looking at their tails. Sheep's tails hang down, goats' tails point up. So in Israel, sheep and goats graze together, but at some point they have to be separated. Sheep are more valuable for their meat. And also in winter, sheep have thicker coats, so the shepherds have to separate the goats from them to keep those ones more warm. So here then, Jesus is using an illustration that all of his hearers would have totally understood. They would have seen this process of judgment and division taking place on a daily basis. They would have got the point. For most of their lives, sheep and goats live mixed together, indistinguishable from one another. But suddenly on the arrival of the shepherd, they can be split neatly into two groups. And so too, on the return of Jesus, there will be a judgment. And from that mingling together of all human people, two groups will be formed. One group who have faith and have lived according to the values of the kingdom of God, and one group that haven't. And this split will take place within our society, within our family, perhaps most difficult of all, within our homes. It will take place within the attendees of our churches. There will be those who have faith, A real faith. A faith that has changed their lives, however small or humble or slight those changes were, but their faith has made a difference. They are the sheep. And there'll be those who've just gone through the motions and don't have faith at all. And they are the goats. To our eyes, the difference between them may be indistinguishable, but to the master-shepherd... Jesus, the returning king, he knows exactly who is who. And Jesus now goes on to teach how this distinction will be made. To the sheep he says, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. The sheep then are people who have gone out of their way to help the needy and the vulnerable. They have done something deliberate. They have taken active steps. It costs money to feed the hungry. It is risky to invite a stranger into your home. It is sacrificial to give up your clothes. And it's a little bit frightening to walk into a prison. I know. I've done it. And that's now, in our current time, prisons were even more intimidating back then. The sheep then are people for whom faith has made a real difference to their lives. It has changed their values and it's changed their actions. And notice something very important here. These acts of feeding, and sheltering, and clothing, and prison visiting. They're not pious acts done deliberately in full view of everyone to gain their attention and praise. No, they are done quietly and humbly. Jesus seems to indicate that these sheep didn't even realise what they were doing. They didn't even realise that when they did a beautiful thing for someone else, It was as if they were doing it for Jesus himself. Jesus associates so closely with the poor and the vulnerable and the broken. When we do something for them, it's as if we're doing it for Jesus. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So the sheep are people whose faith is Radical. It's active. It's a real wholehearted following of Jesus. And that following of Jesus comes out in the way that we look after the vulnerable, in the way that we pursue justice. And all of this done with humble and good intentions, not in some stage showmanship, so we get the praise. And on the day that Jesus comes, to these sheep will come the blessing of God. They will have their place in the kingdom. They will find themselves in the new heavens and the new earth, which Jesus will bring with him on his arrival. They will have their inheritance, their new resurrection body, and they will be a steward in God's new world. They will reign with Jesus. Knowing his presence and all the good things that God has in store for us. They will have eternity in God's presence. However, sadly for the goats, it's all so different. The goats are also people who knew their scripture. They knew God's intentions. They had plenty of opportunities for following God. As he had asked them to. But these goats failed to take what they had heard seriously at all. Instead, they have fought against the Spirit's leading. They have ignored their God con- given conscience and they have determined to live selfishly. The goats have failed to help the vulnerable, they have failed to work for justice. They have failed to feed or shelter or clothe or visit. These are people of no real faith because it's made no difference whatsoever to their lives. And just as with the sheep, what they failed to do for the vulnerable, they have failed to do for Jesus himself. A stark realisation indeed. And what do these goats receive on Jesus' second coming? Well, Jesus pulls no punches, does he? They receive the righteous judgment that is coming to them. They will not get the blessings of eternity. They will be excluded. Excluded away from God's kingdom in a stark and somber end. As I said at the beginning, this is not... A quaint story. This is a direct warning, but one that is in line with everything that we have learnt over the last few weeks. We have now reached the end of this section of teaching by Jesus, and it should be clear by now how he wants us to respond. Jesus is coming back to this world. It will be the great and glorious arrival of the King of Kings and no evil force or power or virus can stop it. God is sovereign and he holds the destiny of the world in his hands. And this day when Jesus comes is the day that all of creation waits and groans for. It will be the day of justice and judgment. The day where sin And death and evil and all that mar God's beautiful world are judged and thrown out for good. Things will be put right. Peace will reign again. Creation restored. And as Christians, this is the day that we should hope for, especially in the light of the trauma in our world at the moment. But as we have learned over the last few weeks, none of us know when this day will be. And therefore we have to wait expectantly and watchfully. We must ensure that we are prepared. Prepared with faith. Faith in Jesus. Over the last two weeks we have learnt what faith looks like. True faith responsibly uses the gifts and opportunities that God has given us to serve him. True faith is just, like God is just. It looks after the poor and the vulnerable just as Jesus did himself while he was on earth. Don't get this parable wrong. It doesn't say that we are saved by what we do. What this parable is describing is what faith really looks like if you love the lord if you have him first in your heart your actions will change at christmas time we celebrate jesus coming into the world as a human being he came to set an example for us in our living he came to forgive us for our sins and by ascending and sending his spirit jesus came to make us good Despite the warnings we have heard today, be in no doubt that Jesus' second coming will also be good news for those who are ready for it. As Advent comes to a close this year, let's take up faith in Jesus and let's seek to love others just as he loved us. Because that is how to wait for the King.